Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 802, Hyperflexibility and Joint Pain, by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com, and I'm Dr. Neil. Welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, or welcome for the first time if you're new here. This is the podcast where I act as your very own personal narrator and read to you from some of the most popular health and fitness blogs online, including Healthline, Ben Greenfield Fitness, and a lot more. Now, before we get to the post, don't forget, we give away a book to a random person on our mailing list on the first of every month. So if you wanna be in the drawings, make sure you're on our mailing list, which you can find at oldpodcast.com. Now, today's post is a perfect complement to what I was talking about yesterday. That was episode 801. I was talking about pain after workouts and how sometimes we feel that way after lifting super heavy. So let's talk a little bit more about that, but from a different perspective. So with that, let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. Hyperflexibility and Joint Pain by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com. When I first started going to yoga classes in college, I found that despite being terribly out of shape in other ways, it was incredibly easy for me to reach my toes and perform other feats of flexibility. It was effortless. I was naturally flexible. However, several years later, in better shape and a lot smarter about my body, I could still touch my toes and bend into all sorts of inhuman poses, even when I had shooting sciatic sensitivity in my hip from a running injury caused by muscular imbalances. Even at the time, I had to ask myself, how is this possible? Anytime I googled sciatic pain, there were no immediate results for exercises. Instead, the suggested treatments were stretches. What's wrong with this picture? I could stretch, so why was I still in pain? Despite lots of advice to the contrary, stretching alone often does not relieve pain. Instead, Strength training is essential to correct muscular imbalances and to protect potentially unstable joint areas. Hyperflexibility is not really flexibility. In order to explain this in depth, I'm going to include an excerpt from my book, Injury Proof, Moving Better, Training Smarter, and Building an Invincible Core. Quote, Yoga advertising often puts hyperflexibility or hypermobility on display while true flexibility is simply the ability to move through the full range of motion without pain. Flexibility does not have markers except for feeling and motion. It cannot be captured in an image, and it is not impressive. It is simply a lack of restriction or pain in free movement. Hyperflexibility and hypermobility are terms that 
often used interchangeably, refer to a quality that some people, mostly women, have, in which collagen fibers are weaker around joints and ligaments are looser and more relaxed than is typical, usually due to genetics. These people are hyperflexible, and they often gravitate towards certain activities in which their unusual, natural ability to bend, reach, and stretch give them an edge, like swimming, dancing, and yoga. However, hyperflexibility, while inherently harmless, can become problematic in practice. End quote. So what? If some people are naturally more flexible than others, why is that a problem? Keep listening. Quote, Hyperflexible people naturally, if unconsciously, promote an unrealistic, competitive image of yoga and make it more difficult for people of average flexibility to participate in yoga practice. Extremely difficult deep poses, which are unattainable for most people, are relatively easy in a short period of time for the hyperflexible and become the gold standard of flexibility thanks to social media and athletic retailing. You may be hyperflexible if you, a natural gymnast or dancer as a child, and or if as an adult, you have gravitated easily to yoga and learned the postures quickly. The normalization of hyperflexibility through yoga advertising and athletic retailing creates an expectation that yoga is only about stretching and total bendiness, which is not entirely true and can be harmful for people who are experiencing chronic muscle tightness, as well as to hyperflexible people who eventually become injured due to weak ligaments and unbalanced muscles. If someone has muscular imbalances in their hips, that puts pressure on their lower back, for example, and doing any kind of forward fold can be inherently harmful to that person's lumbar spine region. It is more likely that they will experience increased tightness and an increased risk for injury then they will reap any kind of flexibility benefits. However, many people who have tight, restricted muscles think they should be doing these stretches and push through intense pain to develop flexibility, or they simply quit because of the pain of deep stretching. On the other hand, hyperflexible people, unless they work on building strong muscular support around their joints, are actually more prone to injury than the typical population because the collagen and ligaments that support the joints and help the body to move through the full range of motion are weaker than they should be. A good friend of mine who is a yoga teacher and in superb physical shape recently sustained a serious sacroiliac joint injury, practicing a balance pose. Even yoga teachers aren't immune. In other words, just because someone can pop into a quick pretzel shape doesn't mean that they are truly flexible. The two are almost unrelated. End quote. True flexibility, movement without pain. Stretching does not fix pain. Only strength can fix pain. If you are experiencing pain in any joint area, you do not need to yank on the soft tissues through stretching. Instead, you need to strengthen the muscles that are responsible for stabilizing and protecting vulnerable joint areas. Why do we worship flexibility? Because we can see it and measure it. We can Instagram it. We can like it and share it. True flexibility is not measurable or likable. It is simply enjoyable because it is unrestricted, balanced movement. Quote, I remember the fitness tests for physical education in middle school and high school. Part of the test was flexibility and there were clear markers for measurement. When we sat on the floor and reached for our toes, the score we received was based on the inches past our feet to which our fingers crept. This creates an unrealistic method of measurement that again promotes hyperflexibility. If true flexibility lacks visible markers and relies on the feeling of the individual, 
How do you cultivate it, practice it, and measure it? My answer is this. There is no flexibility without strength. This dictum includes the hyperflexible as well as the tight and constricted. Strength training and flexibility training together are essential both for the yogi and the anti-yogi, and the injury-proof workout is designed to address this balance. End quote. Keep in mind that strength training does not mean that you need to purchase Olympic weight plates. Strength training can be simple calisthenics or strength-based yoga practice and or any kind of well-programmed bodyweight training. You just listened to the post titled Hyperflexibility and Joint Pain by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I know someone who is naturally flexible and it's so funny because this person was a competitive swimmer in high school and college. And what I learned way after the fact, which was really alarming to me, was that the coaches never required the athletes to balance out all that swimming with any kind of resistance training. So what ends up happening to not everyone, but a lot of competitive swimmers is that their scapula become really weak. And so that means they're more prone to having neck problems because when we think about the neck and all the muscles that are attached there, we'll find that those muscles connect to the scapula, the trapezius, even down to the latissimus dorsi or the lats. So without well-developed trapezius muscles and muscles around the scapula and the latissimus dorsi, well, that could lead to long-term neck problems. And sure enough, this person has horrible neck problems. And so after seeing a physical therapist for over a month, the physical therapist recommends that those muscles around the scapula especially need to get stronger. And so I'm helping her develop those muscles so that hopefully it relieves some of that neck pain. But again, doing yoga is no problem for this person. They have no problem with sitting and reaching. They have no problem with some of the more intense poses that most people cannot do. But yet, constant neck problems. And so yes, it is vital that we understand why a person might be hyperflexible. Now, maybe not for everyone, but it may be a sign for some that there are weaknesses in their muscular development. And this shouldn't be ignored, especially if we want to promote long-term health and wellness. All right, that's it from me for today. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Tuesday. Thank you as always for listening, and I'll be back here tomorrow as usual. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits. 
Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us and remember your optimal life awaits.